are just winging it. This is 2021, and this is the second time I've said these words already. <laughs> I'm, been... <laughs> I'm John Abdullah. I'm Patrick Green. I forgot how the show works is what happened. I think it's, it's been long It's been enough, a while. But, yeah, I've missed you, I have to say. I have missed you. I've missed you. I've also missed Johnny, the boxing guitar player. Johnny is more Johnny than he's ever been. Is it, well, he, Johnny has a guitar of the. He has the bottom of a of a Fender Stratocaster. It's true, right above his head. It it's is nighttime. I'd be blue. Power I would blue. have this it, when I have this in standing desk mode. You can just see the magnificent yeah. um, guitar. But I just, you know, it's nighttime. I've been standing all day for work. You know, <laughs> the long hours waiting tables. <laughs> um, <laughs> not actually, just you know, standing at my standing desk um, by Uplift, sponsored by Uplift Desks, um, where the fun happens. Yeah. It, it, fun. Not only are you sitting down dejected under a guitar that is out of frame you're also yeah. sitting down near the wet wall of your house so so listeners you might notice tonight some gurgling sounds uh <laughs> it's either our guest passing out i can it could be that or it could be uh one of john's family members shitting right near his head <laughs> just dropping the it. actual sluicing feces traveling yeah. down the pipe system uh, to where it belongs, which is the basement, which is where I, John I specifically lives all in my time. basement decided to put my my desk in that corner, just so that all the shit just passes right <laughs> by me. Choice. Yeah, because I thought it would just bring me closer to the family, which I'm feeling you... closer to my family these days. Do you really? Does it smell okay? Like there's no leaks, right? There, not no. If I if there was a leak, I'd know about it first. I'll tell you that much. That's I'd be the first. Be like, I'm like the family, first alert system. Hang on, something, something's going wrong. You hear the flush coming down, and then it just stops. I mean, the like, shit oh, would man. literally be dri- just dri- dripping right down out of this pipe onto my head. It would. <laughs> hey, speaking of dripping shit, I have a story um, from this morning. So, all right, go for it. Just from this morning. It is from this morning. It's funny because we don't have. You know, we've talked about this. We had a we had a business meeting, people, That's and we true, were we mentioning did. how we don't have as many shit stories anymore because our kids are kind of I've out got of one, phase where they're. But you go oh, first. Well, so do I. From today, apparently. I mean, so, so apparently we still have some shit stories. Twenty twenty one is uh, there's still is a off few the races here. Yeah. So this morning, I had a very long string of meetings. Which is just great. I just love that. I mean, there's nothing like a cloudy Tuesday with fucking nine hours of meetings. <laughs> and in the a whole row. time you were just holding in the shit. Oh no, no. I, okay. I, I, I'm one of those people who will say, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm running behind." You know, I'm running late. As I'm actually, sorry, coworkers listening to this. Sometimes <laughs> I will actually be finishing a poop and not having time to get to the meeting, and I will say to them something like, "Sorry, it's running really late." Oh, see you know? where I thought that was going is you were saying that to them, but you're actually on the shitter at that. No, moment. I've never done that. Like, I've never. Hold on, it's one crossed second. my mind way more than it probably should, yeah. but I have never actually been crapping because you don't know how safe you are oh yeah there's been way too many uh episodes of you know that going wrong for people that's true to fall into that trap so don't do it yeah it's just it's just not worth it let alone if you're grunting you know that's true so go on with your story anymore i gotta say because of our one of our resolutions which which i'll get to john we have a lot to catch up on we also have a guest waiting in the wings right now. just waiting i want to i want to be i want to be respectful a live studio um, audience of one. Live <laughs> studio audience of one dude in a, in, a, in a bedroom. A very nicely appointed bedroom. We have That's that right. plant actually behind you, Dennis. Um, all right. Anyway, I got to get back on track. So uh, so this morning I had this long string of meetings. I noticed that I hadn't seen Luna in a while because she, you know, typically Luna's your when dog. I'm, when I'm, mm-hmm. Luna's our enormous dog. Lab. Mm-hmm. Um, lab. Yep. Yellow. She usually comes in, you know, and spends most of the workday with me. But because I had so many meetings today and because Micah was home today. Yeah. Um, she, you know, was hanging out with Luda downstairs. But Micah uh, had a couple of errands to run this morning. So she was out, you know, and she came back. So I text Micah. I'm like, 
did you just like take a shit? I didn't hear you come back in. And she's like, she's like, no, I'm in the shower. And I'm like, you sure you didn't take a shit? Because it smells like shit in here. How many bizarre texts must that poor woman get from you? (laughs) She does. Yeah. I'm like, Micah, first off, don't have your phone in the shower. Thank you very much. But second (laughs) of all, this smells like you pooped and I didn't do it. I've had to for two hours. I haven't had a chance yet. So I'm like, well, oh man, there's like definitely like she has pooped and she's just like not admitting it. Right. So I step outside to go investigate which I don't know why, but I had to, I had to have an answer also because I had to shit. So this, this is my, sounds my like the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> this is the spatter. Um, actually, there kind of was. So I'm looking around and I don't see I don't see anything, but it's like really overpowering. And I'm like, honey, you could tell me if you like took a. I'm not going to judge you for that, but like this is like our house smells like feces right now. <laughs> and she's like, it wasn't me. Stop it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I have to go take my own dump because I had a two minute break. Um, so I'm in there like furiously shitting before my meeting starts. So now and, it's dump and I hear squared. Uh-huh. It's just dump dump cubed, and I hear Micah <laughs> scream. Because oh, Luna no. had taken a shit on the stairs right outside of my office and I hadn't seen it. So I was like, God, it really says a lot about, you know, my wife's poop smell when I thought that dog shit on the actual open stairs <laughs> might have been her a floor below me in a closed bathroom. So I felt really I felt really bad about that. You but should. You know, do you know why our, our poops have been especially um, pungent lately? Tell me why, please. It's I want to hear all about it. Because we are almost vegan right now. We are eating vegetarian. That'll make your for, shit real yeah. stinky. Almost yeah. every single meal has been vegetarian. Like like when it hasn't been, it's been like a thing. Wow. And we should kids, do an episode about that. Oh my God. I can't wait to do an episode about that. The kids are loving it. I'm loving it because it's like a, a really cool challenge to make food yeah. that isn't like garbage that is just vegetables and, the, and we're getting good at it. I want to hear oh about it. I mean, I, family, it sounds terrible, but I want to hear about it. Our family has been having such like great bowel movements, <laughs> but oh my God, the f- sound, it smells like a fucking nuclear waste dump in the greenhouse yeah. sold right now. I had a vegetarian friend growing up in high school, and I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's worth it, because it's like it smells like that because it's really the waste, you know what I mean? Like, the good stuff is staying in you, and it's not like covering up the smell. That's I mean, science. I guess. That's how it works. Yeah. You know? Do you think people yeah. are still listening at this point? I think people have killed themselves, Sean. I mean, <laughs> I so... We have an audience. My, I'll add my quick shit story, which yeah, is... Go for uh, it. It's not yeah. my shit, but it's a shit story. So, uh, it was just, you know, we're all close, right? We're all around each other all the time as a family now. And yeah, you're literally under the toilet right now, actually. Literally under the toilet. Yeah. And so uh, I was, I was, you know, in a, in the other room, and I hear Luke um, saying, "Grace in the bathroom, I'll help you." And I walk over um, to the bathroom, and Grace is just is just bare assed with her ass in the air, and Luke is there like a craftsman with a with toilet paper, just wiping her ass like the <laughs> shit off of her. And I was actually. I was actually really impressed because he was very excited and he was very, it was like detail oriented. Like if this was, you know, a professional review I was giving him, I, I'd give him high rating. Would you um, give him a good rating on Trustpilot? He, he did. He did excellent. Charity did Navigator. Job, Charity yeah. Navigator. So, For some reason I picture him with overalls doing this. I picture him with, <laughs> with overalls and a little like pork pie. Headlamp. Hat. Headlamp. And with a yeah. headlamp. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a 1930s He cleaned every, every speck of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they could probably really? hear everything I'm saying right now too. By the way, because not only is the is the is the pipe right above me, but also the kids um, who should be sleeping right now are <laughs> so it's just <laughs> their bedroom. You know, it's just right there. So yeah, um, I'm living the dream. And you know what this the best is part is that they probably assume that you're just talking to yourself right now. Like they're like, "Daddy's alone oh, yeah. in the basement talking about my poop." <laughs> what has come to this person? You know, that's true. 
you reminded me. Didn't I text you one night? Grace specifically had uh, said something about Patrick Green. Yeah, yeah, you did. Do I you remember, remember what, what it was? was? I can't no. remember either. It was something about how she missed uh, my my voice or something, or that like that her she she liked hearing us talk or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was so. So, sweet, so they though. are apparently aware of us. They yeah. do listen. Yeah, if you start hearing the pipes jangle, then they're they're probably dropping bombs <laughs> down. So be careful about that. No, it's so nice to be back, man. I'm so glad we're getting to talk again. I'm I'm excited, and we're you know I'm excited to be back with all of you listeners. Um, I know we made you wait, but it's going to be worth it. We actually, you know, our commitment to you this season is to deliver unprecedented value, tremendous return on <laughs> tremendous investment. return on investment. Return on investment. Um, we're gonna have the highest quality interviewees, top tier. We're, we're gonna read books and come prepared. Yep. and Every episode's going to be worth listening to. Visually stimulating, orally stimulating, <laughs> sexually stimulating. I'm excited. I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. We and actually may- we have so much content. We have so we much do. content that we. Do you like? I have a temporary tattoo, by the way. I didn't get it. This is Henry and I both have matching skulls. I, I didn't even notice because at his point, teachers I just are, yeah, it's a fucking you're look all. At, it's a, it's venom with a skull uh, and and like dripping blood. And Henry has this on his forearm. And his teachers were. I was like, "Do your teachers like it?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> they they don't like it." That's he's like, awesome. "I think I need to wear long sleeves tomorrow because they're scared." I'm just imagining Henry with like full body tattoos. You know, yeah. going to school. They're all henna, but but still, that's amazing. Yeah, but yeah it's, they're holistic. You know, they're not yeah. they're not ink. Yeah, right. Um, no, but we have so much content that tonight's episode, which was originally a one parter, will be a two parter because we are going to be doing more formal uh, interviews this season. We're going to stop. <laughs> we were talking about how uh, I love how this one business meeting has given us all the fodder for our intro. We were talking about how, you know, last season we went into it with this idea that we were going to be more kind of targeted with our content. We were going to try to like really hit themes and things like that. And then like we lost the ability to even think about like how to put clothes on once COVID <laughs> hit. It was just like the bar was so low. We were just we were keeping like, our, just each talk. other afloat. Yeah. yeah and all of you, just, I hope. I was his tennis. I was your volleyball. I, I, I was your Wilson in this i think you know yeah um or maybe and you were my tom hanks you know sure or, or something like that I don't and know. we were everyone's raft and we were everybody's <laughs> and i was the, also the airplane that crashed in the ocean rest in peace fedex anyway so uh so this is all to say that we are going to take a, a opportunity with the new year to uh be a little bit more intentful with our programming and uh, we're going to have part of that is having more guests on, including tonight's guest, who is here to kind of transition into it. Is this I where think, the music? I think we go? better Let's not make him wait any music, longer. I can hear that music playing in my heart, John. In your heart. Uh, Soon I'll be able to play it on my guitar, hanging behind us. Someday yeah, you will. With the, that, with then the I'll have achieved my life. You know, my apex. Just one. You need to have a, like one of those walls of Marshall amplifiers behind your head. I think that's really. Then you can go full the edge, you know. <laughs> Uh, but Dennis is here tonight, Dennis Long, who is a physical therapist, and he is here. He's a returning guest. You can give him a better intro than this momentarily, John, because you have somewhat of a history with him. But Long, uh, yes, long history with Dennis. Long history. Uh, you're married to each other. This has been something that came up uh, at the end of last season where, you know, you were mentioning how uh, profoundly out of shape you are and about how every time you try to move, you scream in agony because, you know, your body's yeah, collapsing. I think that was the story. Itself. Right, right. It was something like, it was like you wake up and you I did. just wish you could die because you're in so much pain. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so day. we're like, well, let's have people come help us with it. So this time we have Dennis this time. Uh, my cousin Joey, who's been on the show also will be coming and talking to us from a different medical perspective next time. But without further ado, this Dennis, is it. Welcome this to is the show. 
Welcome to the valuable uh, show that this will be. We're here with Dennis Long, who is my brother-in-law. I think that's the right... Is that the right term for each other, what we are? You're married to my wife's sister. I don't know. What what does that mean? Or maybe we're married as a result of that. I think it means you're married. Yeah, yeah, we're married. That means... Okay. Congratulations, guys. You, yes, Thank yes. You. <laughs> Thank you. Celebrate. Um, I, I've always wanted to be married to a doctor, so thank you. Um, so so welcome, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> no, you thank are. You. In fact, this is all really just a ploy for us to get some free telehealth uh, for, for, for this year to kick us off. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Am I the first guest of, of 2021, the new, new and improved We're content. opening it up. Yeah, We're opening this is it up. literally it. I mean, we, we literally, haven't done anything yet. You know. it's, it's the end of January, and you know everybody started off uh, shining bright with their new goals for the year, and I'm sure by now they've already, you know, they're already just a mess, right? And they need some help, and so this is really it. This is us just winging it together and finding some support from a medical professional, um, and that's it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure all resolutions are broken by now <laughs> <laughs> yes which just creates more business for you so so that's yeah, good i guess right, it's right? Good time of year for us is there a lull after that so you know some industries have a boom in the new year right like planet fitness does gangbusters right uh i'm assuming that like you know dunkin donuts goes down like momentarily a little bit you know yeah. it, do you notice like your patients are there do you see more people or fewer people in january of a new year so yes, so all year long we kind of have our like ups and downs. January, February are a lull. Um, really? Yes, we don't see quite as many people, and truthfully, it has to do more with the fact that deductibles reset. So <laughs> in December, physical therapy, which could be close to maybe just a copay or even free for people, all of a sudden costs a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's good what people, it is. Less of their value towards which I get it, right? I mean deductibles are pretty high for a lot of people. It's a lot of money to come and see me for 40, 50 minutes twice a week. So if they can do a lot of stuff on their own, I'm happy to shuffle or people that way. Until just... the deductible is met, they have that surgery or whatever, fall, break their hip, and then come back. <laughs> 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 or they'll just start a podcast and, you know, have you on for free. Yeah, they'll yeah, be like, yeah. let's just have them come on again and let's like mm -hmm. take notes on this. Yeah, wait, hang on. Let me. I, I have two two rapid fire questions for you. Does anybody pay in cash for this kind of shit? What a fucking intro. S yes, one hundred percent. They do. People so do. Okay. There's actually a whole. Separate... Dennis is very good. So, <laughs> yes, yes. You can come see me for just out of pocket. <laughs> it's um, thirteen dollars. <laughs> there's a whole cash based physical therapy which does not go through insurance. You can really? see physical therapists, and that would be charged. Um, depending on the physical therapist for like every 15 minute kind of like per session or um, for as long as like you kind of agree on beforehand. But even to come see me, some people, whether they don't have insurance or they don't want to make payments just toward their deductible, which I don't totally understand, but um, we'll pay, yeah, full price out of pocket for it. It's a little but, crazy. I mean I'm talking like actual dollar bills, like cash, like, oh, cash. Wallet. like for Does anybody... No, not even, I mean like the full just cost a suitcase of like, a, like full. I just like, do you have a cash register? We don't, but people do <laughs> yeah, okay. pay cash. They do. <laughs> I, I told you, Patrick, checks. he's very good, Patrick. <laughs> he, they just, they just walk in with a briefcase, you know, he's the best. <laughs> they will this cover me for the year. <laughs> sure. Put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know why I love the idea of a cash register being like, you know, a way well, to you're a way right. to it is it's such a novel thing. It feels like, but I've not, I mean, I, cause I've run out of deductibles many times in my life and I've been at that place where like, Oh man, I guess I could just like pay for this, but I don't want to just like pay out of pocket, you know, <laughs> $600 for this thing that I actually urgently need medically. So I'm just going to hope that I make it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so since now is a lull, um, why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about uh, I mean, there's so much to dig into. And I also want to point out that, you know, Dennis, not only is he um, a professional uh, uh, physical therapist um, and doctor and extraordinaire um, and other things, uh, (laughs) he's also he's also a dad of three uh, and coming another one coming on the way. Um, and manages that. that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Big surprise in the long household. <laughs> <laughs> um, and still manages to, as you can tell, even just from this video, uh, work out and be in peak physical condition, um, <laughs> putting us both to shame, especially you, Patrick. Yes. Um, yes and so, me. yeah, so I want to, I want to learn more about, first of all, all the things that we're probably doing wrong about staying healthy, right? Because, you know, Patrick and I have talked, we, we've had an episode, we, we make shit up about, you know, what we should be doing and how we're trying to stay fit. Um, Patrick lifts, you know, what, what do you lift? Like houses or something? Small cars and things, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, of course, got the boxing going on. And the guitar so, playing, that counts. And the guitar, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the strumming is very vigorous. <laughs> It's basically just masturbating. Hang on, John. I have to to derail this because I have my second weird question. Can I ask my second weird question and then we'll get to the actual show? I don't even know where I was going. I've been wondering about this for a while. So listen, so Dennis, I I was in physical therapy for a long time because of a catastrophic knee injury, which John was present for. I think you were at the retreat, right? When I dislocated my knee. Remember that? I don't. I think I was there, but not with you in the moment. What were you doing? Well, I mean, an ambulance came to get me. I was. (laughs) You you have told this. Have you not? You know, actually, we have a medical professional, so I'll go ahead and tell the story again. Okay, so, so there are a few things in life I'm passionate about. Actually, I'm passionate about literally everything. But, but there's a couple things in my life that I'm extra passionate about. One of them, for some reason, is badminton, which I'm I'm not good at. You may be uh, the never, only like, person alive who's passionate about badminton. <laughs> Even the people in the Olympics aren't as yeah. into it as I am. I fucking <laughs> love badminton. I always have. I did it in high school. When I lived with friends in college and grad school, we had like a court with lights on it so we could play all night. I just like love badminton. Okay. My manager uh, at Oxfam a long time ago, now it's like six, seven years ago, uh, grew up in India playing badminton like every day and was very mm-hmm. into it oh, too. Man. So we've been what talking. What a face off. We've been talking, this is Vinod, I'm, I'm talking about John. Yeah. So all year long, we were like, I'm like, Vinod, I'm going to kick your ass on the badminton court. Like, I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, well, we'll see about that. You know, and this whole year we had this rivalry going. So we both are the first people at this summer outing event, where, which has a badminton court. We, we're like the first people through the gate because we both like had shown up with gear, like to warm up and shit for the stupid match that we were going to have. And we're like going at it, going at it, going at it. And I'm like, uh, you know, feeling really good. And I go for a, uh, a return slow motion uh, and slow it is very much a slow motion in my head and there was a little bit of sand it wasn't a sand court it was concrete but there was like sand from like a play set that had blown onto it so it just was like a little bit slippery and i just like landed wrong on a, on a diving for a shot that i should never have dove dived for uh and uh and i my knee just like slipped out and the patella came out of the cup and it and it yep. like really got screwed up and then my muscle spasmed the patella around it, so came out like, of the cup what i don't know any, yeah. what that that sounds awful yeah, it was it was bad, and I'm not I'm not predisposed to that. Like I, I have actually, 
uh, according to my therapist, uh, extraordinary kneecaps. She was like, "This should never have happened to you. Your knee, your your knee, the valley. What, what's what's it called? The patellar valley or something? I don't know. Groove. The patellar groove. The patellar, like, patellar groove is is is. I'm, I think she said stunning. It might have been it might have been adequate, but I, in my heart, it was stunning. Stunning. Wow. It was like a traumatic dislocation, and then my muscle spasmed around it, so I couldn't get up. And I was like, I was immediately like, okay, I'm gonna need to get like taken out of this place. So uh, to make a long story short, although it's not uh i got <laughs> we had to get an ambulance into the middle of the forest to get me out because i couldn't i couldn't move my entire leg you're actually frozen. lifted by a helicopter as, all, <laughs> I, as air, I recall i was airlifted out <laughs> they they pull this ambulance up into the forest finally and get out uh and and they get me in the thing and they're like emts are there and they're like oh man this looks bad this looks bad i'm like yeah i fucking know it looks bad the coo was dry heaving watching this he was literally on his hands and knees jim Daniel was on his hands and knees dry heaving i'm like i can't do anything about about this i know it's disgusting they uh they come and they and they take me out and i'm like please can i have like painkillers for this and they're like no sorry we can't do that because you know of the drug epidemic and i was like can i have tylenol and they're like we're actually not licensed to do tylenol and i was like can i literally have water and they're like i'm sorry we can't give you water I'm like what century are we living in i've been muscle spasming for an hour while this fucking off-road ambulance came and got me anyway it went. We went there. A PT screwed up the setting of it because the muscle was still spasming, so it got stuck on the groove. And they had to have a doctor come oh. down and like and hit it off with something. It was it was a horrible experience. And I was in physical <laughs> hit therapy it off for with something. Yeah, I was literally whiting out from the pain. They gave me a thing to bite on because I was <laughs> no. So much yeah, and they couldn't Where give me the Tylenol. F- where the fuck did you get this some medical North help? Shore dipshit crap hospital that I've never heard of before. That was they just wouldn't in give the middle you of the woods anything. somewhere. They wouldn't give you Tylenol or water. No, even you, the you doctor. Got the, you they got gave there me and nothing. they asked. They told you to bite on a stick. And they <laughs> they gave me a fucking like like one of those tongue depressors to bite on. I was like, <laughs> are you serious? And the PT was like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'll set it. And I was like, you don't understand. My leg is a rock right now. It has been spasming since three o'clock in the afternoon. Like it is. It is a rock. And he was like, oh, it's fine. He tried to do it and it, like. Like locked and then my patella was like caught on the on the groove and i was literally passing out at this point so the doctor had to like knock it off back over again and then and then straighten it out after he gave me a muscle relaxer long story even longer uh i was in physical therapy for a long time partly because of the botched setting and it caused some scarring on my knee so uh while i was in this i just i'm glad i remembered why the fuck i was talking about this because i actually had a question at the end of every physical therapy session yeah. They did this thing that I feel like there wasn't a purpose to it other than making me like super uncomfortable, which is <laughs> they basically ending. just electrocuted me with this <laughs> fucking ending. thing. Yeah, they did that too. It was, uh, you know, it was kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> full service. I was like, why are you doing this to me? It's my knee. Uh, no, it was, not, I did not get a blowjob from a physical therapist. <laughs> But they did this thing where, like, I would do the exercises, you know, I'd be doing great, and they'd be like, all right, now it's time for the, uh, for, like, the therapy. You know, I'd be like, what do you mean? And then they would just, like, maybe lay down in the middle of this room of people and put fucking electrodes on my knee, and then just start zapping me. And they'd be like, can you handle it at, like, 10? And I was like, I don't know, do I have to? And they're like, yep. And I would be like, oh! Are you people sure? were like looking over at me. Was there a point to that? Are what, you what, sure what, what you were going doing? to a physical therapist and not like a torture chamber or something? <laughs> they all had like leather on. It was there super were, weird. It was like a strip mall <laughs> and right, it's right next to, <laughs> it's right next to the S&M place or something. Yeah, it was. So they kept making me call them madam. I was like, what the fuck is this all about? No, but Dennis, what was the deal with the electrocution therapy? Or was this just not a licensed practitioner? <laughs> so, yes, they... Wow, what a story. I mean, wow. so 
Do the electrical sim, do they put it on your knee? Do they put it on your muscle? I don't know. They just sort of did something and I screamed. I, I, it, it, I think it was, it looked like, yeah, actually, now that you bring it up, it wasn't actually on my knee. It was on like my quadriceps, I think. Yes. All right. Right. So because of how your knee slipped out of place, out of the patellar groove, they were trying to use the electrical stim to stimulate your quadricep muscle to recruit muscle fibers. So it, it is a thing. So that was a thing. <laughs> it was okay. a thing. It wasn't just a torture thing. Um, Learning about it in school, we use it on each other about to torture each other, and it hurt a lot. So I know <laughs> I had a roommate that, yeah, uh. we would hook each other up to, so we can put ourselves into like full out muscle spasms, and we put it on each other's heads and faces. And that you don't want to hang out. You don't want to hang out with the PT crowd in no, college. They're, they're no, fucking wild, man. No, oh not when you're in the grad PT school. It's a dark, yeah. dark place. <laughs> Okay, so that so I feel better now knowing that that was at least. Yes, that. they were trying to recruit your your quadricep muscle, but if you were doing exercises and the quad was firing, there was not a whole lot of need for it. <laughs> yeah, they had me than... squatting like fourteen hundred pounds. Like this one guy was like, "Let's see how much you can squat," and I was like, "I'm here for fucking physical therapy." He's like, "Just try it, man. Your thick legs, dude. Go for it." <laughs> like, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> and I was like, I, that, I literally squatted like twelve hundred pounds in this therapy session, and he was like, "All right, let's do the machine." Twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, I can squat a lot of weight. It was probably about fourteen thousand. Are you fucking there. shitting me? <laughs> I know it was so. It was. It was. It was a. It was a. It was a reclined. It was like with weight. A leg press. It wasn't like yeah. It was, it a, was leg a leg press. press. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wasn't. That's still a lot yeah, of weight. I wasn't, I wasn't powerlifting. <laughs> straight up and down on a squat rack. No. Anyway, it was. A, it was a weird therapy time in my life. Um, so thank you though to your field for uh, recuperating. You're not drawing more people. Yeah, my knee sucks actually. Actually, today my wife and I were doing a workout, and uh, and she had so she actually you can probably tell me what this is too. She has a thing. It's called like it's not elocution, but it sounds like it's elocution, <laughs> where like the cup of her knee makes a J when she moves it. Yes, you know what I'm talking about it kind of yes. like goes out to the side and back in again. Yes. Um. And uh, and mine like d- kind of does that now a little bit because it just didn't heal right. And every time it does it, there's scar tissue that catches on on the fucking patellar groove. Yeah. Um. And it was popping today, and I was like, man, that f- goddamn physical therapist I went to did not heal me right. The electrical stim didn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love how this is turning into what I constantly see at any family event where um. You know, everyone asks Dennis their health questions, right? Because inevitably, and I can relate to this because, like, growing up, I was always the computer person in the family, right? So, like, you've got the person who they're like, how do I do? Yeah, the robot, exactly. I am half cyborg. So they would ask me about, you know, their printer, how to get it set up or whatever. And meanwhile, Dennis is getting um, all these questions about, you know, my ankle hurts. What do I do? Um, so I'm glad that you're taking advantage of this time in this free telehealth uh, non-billable hour. Yeah, I clearly session. have some unresolved issues here that I need to go through. <laughs> no, honestly, on. I'm 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 just happy to hear that you got some resolution because if I had that experience, Patrick, I would also spend my life just wondering, like, was that real? Yeah, like, does, is that actually a good thing? It was weird, and it was also during the workday. It was it was a downtown crossing, and I would get on the I would get on the orange line. And I would like go there and I would like get my nuts for nuts from like the subway station. And then I would just go get electrocuted for an hour. And then I would like come back for the rest of my workday. And my leg would be like on fire from this physical therapy session. That explains why at the office you always look like the kid in Jurassic Park after the fucking <laughs> yeah, electric with, fence. You know, the singe like... marks and stuff. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was, t- yeah, Tim. Yeah. Right, yeah. Tim, that's right. Tim. Yeah. I wonder how anyway. Tim's doing. <laughs> I wonder how Tim's doing. Actually, these days. he was in a film that I saw. Very recently, he was in. Hang on, it's coming back to me. He was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Look at those arms. Show us those arms again. 
<laughs> it was oh, in Bohemian, wow. Bohemian Rhapsody. I wa- I wa- let's transition from there yeah. to your arms, okay? For serious, yeah, for, for real, arms, for real. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I wanna, I want, I want Dennis to to set us straight here with the things that, yeah. uh, especially that you're doing wrong. Okay, so, <laughs> so you on the last episode before we ended the last season, you were telling me about how um, you've discovered weightlifting and it's discovered you, you know, new life path. You're yeah. you're benching twelve thousand pounds. Tell us about um, wh- what are you doing to stay fit? You know, how are you making time and what kind of weightlifting are you? I legitimately want to hear about it because weightlifting um, for me has always been an incredibly intimidating thing. You know, I go to the when I used to go to the gym before COVID. Um, you know, I would always just use the machines, right? Like the idea of free weights, just forget about it. So yeah. Patrick, tell me what you're doing. And then Dennis, tell me what he's doing wrong. Yeah. And then, and, and, then, and then you can tell me what you're doing and I'll just write it down. Dennis. Is that yeah. sound good? <laughs> That's yes. what I think. So, uh, so, so I like to mix things up right now. I'm in kind of a mostly body weight cardio phase just to kind of drop a little bit of weight. Um, yeah. but, but typically in terms of weight training, uh, the, all the equipment that I use other than the treadmill and the exercise bike are, uh, just free weights. So dumbbells, graduated dumbbells that go up to 50 to 55 pounds. Um, yeah. I have a sandbag that goes to 110 pounds. I have a wall ball that's 30 pounds. And I have my favorite piece of equipment, which is a Titan swing bag, a Bulgarian swing bag that's 55 pounds. Um, I need, and what is that? What? Well, yeah, what is can you explain the swing bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's another. It's like a. So you know how there's like compound weightlifting where you can do yes. not 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 literally compound lifting, but I mean like uh, like when you have a weight that shifts as you're doing it. Yeah. So like a sandbag is a good example of that, right? Because you know I, I can I can bench press a lot of weight. I, I cannot bench press a sandbag very well because it's it the weight moves and you have to mm. like stabilize and you have to use all these weird core muscles to keep it from falling and killing you. You know. Yes. So um so I love doing those shifting resistance things because it's a constant struggle with some of the small smaller muscles that you have, you know? Um, and the swing bag is only 55 pounds, but it might as well be a thousand pounds because it's like so hard to maneuver. It's basically shaped like a, like a big lima bean and it has handles on it. Um, and usually what I do with it is either swing exercises. So like, you know, rotational things, Mm -hmm. or I do, for example, a front squat to an overhead press to a front squat, you know, that kind of a thing. Or sometimes I'll do a ruck run where I'll put it around my shoulders, like a yoke and go for a run with it. And it's just like a, it's a freaking versatile piece of equipment. But so a typical workout for me, I'll tell you what I did yesterday. For example, yesterday I did a 15 minute run. And then I did uh, a series of AMRAP exercises in a 15-minute block to get it over with quick. What is that? I did uh, as many rounds as possible within a given amount of time. Got it. So I did 15 minutes, and I had a three-exercise set. Each one had a number of reps. So the first set was uh, 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 hand Oh my god, I can't remember what the term is. It's a hand release push-ups. Hand release push-up. Thank you very much. A hand release push-up. So so ten of those, and that's basically where you drop your chest down and you bring your hands up and pause, Uh then you kind of shoot back up again and then go back down. So ten of those, Uh, and then I actually thought of you, John, for the third exercise. I'll get that in a second. Uh... Uh, And the second (laughs) one, what (laughs) I I thought of you for the third one. Uh, The second one. I don't know. A little creeped out. With the swing bag. Yeah, with the swing yeah, bag. The swing, yeah, I was just it was actually it. you were just imagining me on your shoulders as you ran. <laughs> you know, carrying him as a rock. Your butt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were saving uh, my life, actually. It was I like was, a war yeah. scene. It was a rescue. I was carrying you like a baby, actually. It yeah. was very romantic. Uh, <laughs> the second one me. was uh, was snatches. So like kettlebell snatches, you know, where you yep. get down low and uh, did 20 of those either side. 
And then the yep. third one was the John exercises, which was, which was unweighted bodyweight squats, basically, which I know you, you are very fond of. <laughs> so doing 30 bodyweight squats. So, so the first two times through that, it's fine, right? It's just hand release push-ups. It's, you know, it's snatches, which are nothing, you know, dumbbell yep. snatches and then squats. But like by 10 minutes into that, it's like, oh my God, it's so hard because you can't stop, right? It's an AMRAP. So, uh, so that was that. But typically what I do, and like not, not like a CrossFit day like that, is I will just do um, like a mix of exercises that start with heavier compound lifts, so things that are a little more complicated, just because they take more energy. Um, I'll warm up with combat ropes a lot of the time, get my heart rate up, and try to keep it around 140 if I can. Combat ropes? You have all yeah. this equipment at home? Yeah, I'm telling you, as soon as the pandemic hit, we basically put all of the money we had been putting into gym fees into our home <laughs> equipment. Yeah. Um, and it has been awesome like i don't want to go to the gym anymore <laughs> like, yeah why would you have to it. honestly you've got everything there yeah what are so combat the, ropes i don't know what that is so the combat, ro combat ropes are just like kind of thick heavy ropes that you attach to something and you do various different full body exercises with them so usually sensual. you see it mm -hmm. sensual you kind of like just <laughs> dance you know go slow <laughs> Um, you know, the, the one that you see most of the time is people kind of just, they shake their arms like this, you know, and it kind of travels up and down. Okay. Um, and like it's another wave. thing. Yeah. It's another thing like, like the, the AMRAP exercises where for the first, you know, third of it, it's nothing. And then as soon as you're, as soon as you basically stop relying on isolation movements on like your arms, for example, your mm -hmm. whole like body has to start compensating for it. And then it gets super hard. Right. So I'll get my heart rate up with that. And then I'll do uh, like heavy compound things. So things like bench press, things like deadlift. I'll deadlift the sandbag, do things like that. Yeah. Um, and move on to isolation exercises where I can really kind of like try to really isolate things like biceps and things like that. Um, and then I usually, I always end with triceps if I'm doing an upper body day for some reason. I just like ending with a tricep pull down kind of a thing. Um, and if it's uh, other, you know, there's other things too, but that's kind of a typical upper body day for me would look, would look like that. Sure. That sounds amazing. Sounds like you know yeah. what you're talking about. I don't know if it, you actually do, but... I don't. What do you think, Dennis? That's amazing. Yeah, I, I love the variety. So um, a couple things that I think is, is really, really great about it is kind of starting with the more complex things. Um, like you said, getting that heart rate up and then you being able to know that, you know, as you kind of start with something that is easy to start, but then it kind of gets harder and harder, but you have to kind of like push through it is perfect, right? I mean, that's sort of that intensity that you're kind of feeling with where your threshold is. Um, and either pushing through it or um, knowing that what is too much. Um, I want to clarify, though. I, I don't want to give the impression that I actually like that I have like a good pace. Like I am struggling with this. <laughs> I'm not like Michael Jordan on a basketball court when I'm doing these things. Like, like it's not. I don't want to like overplay my athleticism. Well, but yeah, but, but the but, idea is I find my limit, and then I and then I'm like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with. I'm yeah. gonna like push until I'm uncomfortable, and that's kind of where I'm gonna stop. You know, right, what right. what is the I think this is what you were speaking to, Dennis, if I understood it right. But like, I always wonder this about a workout, you know, what is the sort of pace that you want? Like, I think of it in terms of, um, you know, when you're on a treadmill, right, there's different runs you can do where it like actually shows you how yeah. the pace changes. And my understanding is that you want something that is dynamic and that it has like ups and downs, you know, and is not um, just about reaching a peak and then coming down. I, I have no idea, though. So. Like, what is the ideal kind of dynamic that you want? Sure. So it, it kind of really depends on what you're going for, right? So I think it's really good to have, like, different variations of what stimulus you're going for. So for some people, right, they just want to go and run for 30 minutes. They, like, kind of clear their mind. Um, it's about more of getting that miles in. Yeah. Um, they find a pace enables to just kind of sustain it. And there's a really good benefit to being able to sustain it. Um, having that, like, peaks and valleys, 
um, is also good as long as you know that, you know, you're round one and two or like those first two peaks, you're not hitting it because you're fresh. And then later on in it that you're not even getting halfway to mm. it. You have to dial it back in the beginning so that you can hit that peak each and every time. So if like you're thinking about the treadmill, right? And you have to go up the, if you're going up to grade level, you know, 10 or 11, but then by the time you're getting back up there on round six, seven, eight, you can only yeah. get to five. You need to dial it back and maybe only do six to be able to sustain that. Cause that's where you're going to get the benefit of the raising kind of like that heart rate and that, and that threshold. That is, makes it sense. To have, is it better to have a high average heart rate or is it better to have a heart rate that gets very high and then very low for recovery again, and then very high and very low? Like, should I be benchmarking keeping that one to me, like 140 is like, that's like a high sustained heart rate that I can do without feeling like I'm like losing it. Yeah. But like it, but if I'm doing that, I can maintain it. If I, if I got up to like 165, then I need to take a rest until I'm back down again, kind of a thing. What do yeah, you yeah, yeah. That? So, uh, so yeah, another cool thing about like 2000, you know, 2021, right. We have these wearable devices that we can check our heart rate right at that real amount of time. Um, so our max heart rate, right. Is like the amount of the max you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get to that point, um, that like formula in a lot of different ways. Uh, but typically a lot of the, um, kind of research will show like, you know, 220 minus your age is where your max is. You don't want to go anywhere above that. And so most times when you're exercising, you want don't want to really necessarily go above that 80% unless you're going for like a max, right? You're, you're a high level athlete and you're like finishing the race or whatever, whatever. Right. Right. But while you're exercising, looking at your heart rate is not as, as helpful in telling how fit you are. Um, as opposed to like what your resting heart rate is. So your, your heart rate at fully recovered, fully rest. Um, but in terms of just like while you're exercising, checking your heart rate, that's going to depend like a whole lot on, what you're doing, how much sleep you got that night, mm. how much water mm. intake you had. Interesting. So like, yeah, right. So like if you're working out and you feel like you're pushing it really hard and you're like, shoot, I'm looking at my heart rate. It's only 120. I'm not pushing hard enough. That may not necessarily be the fact that you're not pushing quite as hard. There's so many other factors that have to go with it. It's more of looking at your resting heart rate over a longer period of time that they're finding with these. Because we have these wearable devices that we can track it all day and night, right? I mean, my... My watch I, is always on. Did you keep yours on at night too? Yeah, because it tracks my sleep. Yeah. Got to track that sleep. Got to track <laughs> that sleep. Well, I got little kids, so it's kind of interesting to know if they woke up at 2 in the morning. How, like, you know, you, you wake up at 2 in the morning with the kids and you think that you were up for like four hours, right? Because yep. it feels like it took forever to get them back down. And then, you know, you can look at your, your watch the next morning. And you're like, wow, it was only up for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. My heart always... rate was 312. Yeah. I was probably just standing there sleeping in the room <laughs> with my eyes open. That is true. <laughs> Bethany, I've never actually done it on mine because it's like such a bulky watch that it would just be very annoying to wear um, sleeping. But I know with Bethany, it was the opposite where it's like it would just she basically gets no active like or deep sleep. You know, it's just all like a, at a simmering level. Um, so I think I'd be depressed to find, actually, never mind. Mine actually probably would be good because I sleep like a dead person. Um, but that's kind of scary too, though. Like, as somebody else I, who sleeps, like who I go into small comas when I go to sleep. Yeah. Like having evidence of that was a little bit fr- frightening. <laughs> I read, I love this. I read it. Uh, I'm still reading War and Peace in case you were curious, Patrick. I, I started talking about it, you know, months ago. Um, good night, Pretty whoever good. that was. That was Jude. Um, Jude. Love you, buddy. Uh, love you too. And, um, (laughs) 
So I, I was reading War and Peace, which I still am, of course. And uh, I learned this expression. I read it yesterday. It was um, like a prayer. Somebody said, Lord, let me fall, fall asleep like a stone and wake like a loaf, like a loaf of bread. I just love that image, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> just fall dead as a stone asleep and wake I'd up. I'd like, like to like sleep a, like a stone. Yeah, and just rise like a, you know, loaf of bread. Um, so so that's, peaceful. Yeah, that's pretty much actually how I um, sleep. You know, I do actually find very much, I'm sure this is no surprise and probably there's research on it, but the nights where I do, I do work out, which, by the way, I want to come back to this thing about whether it's better to work out at night or, or in the morning because I know that's like a thing. Um, but for me, it's always at night. I'm just like, I can, I find myself better able to work out at night and every single time without question, I wake up so much better. Even if I get less sleep, mm. um, I just feel better in the morning. Um, which uh, there's no real question there, but uh, I guess, is there anything to this idea of like, you know, when to work out? Is it better to do it in the morning? Is it better to do it at night? You know, before, after you eat, like, wh you know, what, what does that look like for you? Um, so I've looked, I've, so I've looked at this a lot, right? Because, um, I love exercise. Fitness is kind of a big part of my it's your life. day. It's my, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's my main stress relief, right? So it's my half hour, hour that I can like really kind of close my mind and not think about anything. Um, and so Sarah knows that my wife, Sarah knows that if I get my exercise, I am a much better person to live with <laughs> in other words um, don't yeah. don't bother daddy if he's exercising yeah right just everyone stay let away him from be. him yeah <laughs> just screaming in the basement <laughs> throwing things at the wall um but we, you know we've tried to play with when it's best for me to exercise because i don't really want to miss any time with the kids so yeah um is it better to wake up early and try to do it before they wake up um and i've really gotten my best uh, workouts at night basically um at this time of night usually so after the kids go to bed um i head to the garage and and work out so i've looked into what they say research wise is better and there's no evidence to show um if it's better to do it first thing in the morning mm. um or late at night um a lot of my coworkers don't really understand how i'll work out for an hour um pretty hard high intensity and then like go right to sleep like i'll yeah. I'll, I, I'll shower and then i just fall right to sleep at like 10 o'clock after working out from nine to like 955 <laughs> um it, yeah and and, and it, it it's it's good for my sleep it helps me um the nutrition stuff there that's a whole nother sort of like can of like what to I'm eat sure. yeah. how far how long um to wait like your pre and post nutrition for exercise um whether it's protein or like a, a carb and stuff like that so um Typically, you want to have some sort of like carb right before you exercise, something that's going to be fast burning. Um, and then afterwards for recovery, you want to have some sort of protein, especially if you're weight training, right? Because you want to replenish anything that you're breaking down. Um, that makes yeah, sense. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think for us, right, for me specifically, <laughs> I work out when I have time to. So whether I'm at a full stomach or I just eaten dinner, it's yeah. my time to go and I just go. Um, I don't get the, the picture perfect protein shake afterwards and the, you know, <laughs> salmon well, meal, whatever. Yeah. The <laughs> Chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli. I, 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 I used, used to pull love... a salmon out of the stream, which I'm sure, Patrick, you, right you, the know, river, you yeah. have Jeez, a stream yeah, right there. Right down there. Yeah, I just got down yeah. and just bite it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel like I used to work out at night and, and that was like always my time. And for some reason during the pandemic, I stopped being able to do that. And I found right now that like if I work out during my lunch break, that is like, ideal for me and I do it mm. before I eat. So like, so, you know, 
because part of my my turning away from working out at night has been like I just feel like I'm like so burpy and stuff. I just I just feel kind of you're like always full. so burpy. As I'm just we know burpy on the to show, begin yeah. with. Yes, I am. But I just Lots feel like guests. like I, I have like just <laughs> like my body's just like processing the food, and I'm not I'm not like in the mood to get my heart rate up. I'm kind of like oh, kind of start dragging. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I find that like in the middle of the day, I have like this like energy from work that I need to do something with because I've been sitting down all morning, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like hungry, but I'm not like starving. And I have that, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of time. So I really feel like if I get it out in the middle of the day and then the whole rest of the afternoon, I feel like great. Like I did, I did like a pretty intense cardio thing downstairs that it was a hit workout. And the whole rest of the afternoon, I was like, man, I feel like great. I you got look my fantastic. energy out. I just, mm-hmm. I look amazing. Yeah, I just, you're and glowing. I'm sweaty and disgusting. That's the, the only thing though is, is like the rest of the day I'm like disgusting, but I'm home. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, the time of day thing has been, when I used to tell people I worked out at night, they were flabbergasted. They were like, how could you possibly do that and go yeah. to sleep? I yeah. used to be able to. And yeah. now I think it's, I actually know why is because I'm like not getting energy out during the day. Otherwise, because I'm not commuting. Yeah. I'm not like going into the city and doing stuff. That's a great like, point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I have to get it out early and then the rest of the day I'm, I'm good. I got it out of my system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with with so much of this it's i guess it's sort of common sense and um i don't know maybe this isn't even true but just based on your remarks so far dennis i feel like um we, we all read so much about the right ways to work out and you know there's obviously lots written about this but it is it feels like a topic that uh, we can easily overthink, right? Like we can, we can easily try to get everything right, which obviously we particularly as, as dads with young kids don't have that luxury anymore of like, you know, the perfect conditions as we just talked about on whether you eat first and what you eat and all that. How um, burpy you are. Yeah. But at, like at the end of the day, you find a system that works for you. And you know, the important thing is that you're, you're doing the workout, right? I, I know for me, I, I really was surprised at how, um, much I can still work out like immediately after eating. I used to go to the boxing class and it was like literally at, right from my meal from dinner, you know, I'd have like a, a whole big dinner pasta or whatever and just go right there. And I'm doing jumping jacks and all this other stuff. And I thought I was just going to like puke. Um, but the reality is like, it was fine. You know, you just, you try things out and, um, and maybe, maybe one day I'll puke at, in a class or whatever, depending on what I eat, I guess. But, um, you make it work. And like, I'm, I'm finding as, as a dad and in this stage of our lives right now, it is really just like locking in on the time, protecting it and, and doing what you have to do, I guess. Yeah, totally. So, you know, for my, you know, I'm, I work in outpatient orthopedics, similar to the experience that Patrick, you had. The electrocution <laughs> chamber. He's yeah. torturing yeah. people yeah. all day. Yeah. 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 A child from Jurassic Park. Um, so uh, most a, a lot of my communication with my patients is about, all right, so what are we going to do to sustain this and try to get you um, to do some sort of exercise? Because um, a lot of actually, and people are surprised to hear this, a lot of my patients, probably more than 50% of my patients are, um, you know, they have pain because they don't move enough. Um, yeah. And so finding something and, you know, I love to exercise. I'm not a runner. Um you know, I did, I did the whole CrossFit thing, especially through grad school, loved it. Um, I do like try to like your Spartan races, some of like your higher intensity stuff that people also think is crazy. It is a little, a little insane, <laughs> um, which I don't think is necessarily for everyone. And I don't try to push that on people. Um, it's, it's really just finding something that people are going to be able to do consistently. And that's what I really try to drive home for people. If you're going to do something like two or three times a week, will you see any sort of change? 
yeah, but it's going to take a very, very long time, such a long time that you're going to lose interest in it. So trying to find something that you can do every day, and it doesn't have to be a lot, like going mm. on a hike is, there's so much benefit to, to going on a hike. Um, you can do like your rucksack, like Patrick, right? So you have some of that like loading and weight resistance, but you're outside, so you're breathing that kind of like fresh air. You're moving your body, which there's so much benefits to that. Um, and then there's, there's resistance training to, to moving out and around, like up and down hills. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely not overthinking it is, yeah, I can't really hammer that home enough. What I do you think is hiking? Oh my God. It's, it's such a great, that's such a, right. You're, you're always hiking. Yeah. yeah. No, but th- that's what I do on the days where I don't do the lunch workout. If I do it at night or something, I, I take Luna to, to the park down the street from us, which has just like miles. You and carry around your back. Systems. I, I do her like a rucksack. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And, and it's, it's, it, it's kind of similar to the, to the exercises with sandbags that I was talking about, because when you're on a hike, you don't have a stable place to put your foot every mm. time. Right. So your body yeah. has to adjust a little bit to stabilize. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a uh, like that is to me is such a great workout. Like I totally can see the benefits of that. Then it's like, I, I, I cause it's, it's, it's adaptive training. It's yes. experiential. It's something mm-hmm. where you're like, you're living it as you're doing it. And it's mm-hmm. always different every time you go. And there's just like pheromones in the trees that help and shit. It's just, yeah. Hiking is like for people who don't have an established workout routine, like just getting in the woods for 15 minutes every day to like start like, oh my God, life changing. Yeah, you know? a huge, right, right. If people can listen to this and just take that away, if they can get out, you know, a couple times a week, 15 minutes of walking in the woods, the benefit of that is is is, is incredible. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I can't echo enough what, what Patrick, what you're saying, right? The The why are we exercising, right? What is your why to doing things is, is to be able to do any sort of life activity, whether it's with your kids or simple stuff around the house. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be this hard or you super elaborate training regimen. You have to move your body. You have to move some sort of weight through a range of motion. Um, so it's as simple as maybe even lifting up your kids. <laughs> um, but it's got to be varied too. I like variation as well because life is variable, right? You never know what's going to happen kind of the next day. So um, yeah, I like my training that way as well. Cause if every day is different, that's the same way with our everyday with our kids or work, whatnot. Yeah, totally. I mean, so the other thing I wonder about is, um, you know, knowing that the schedule with kids can be so challenging. What is, what even counts as workout? And so I'll give you an example. So the way I, I try to find like bits of time, where I wouldn't call them like a full, you know, a workout, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like in the morning, um, yep. I do, and I've been doing this for a while now. In addition to to meditation, right away in the morning, I'll do you know twenty push ups, um, and a and a plank, and you know like some uh, pelvic. Uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's there's some (laughs) once the plank is done, all bets are off. Just some pelvic thrusts. Yeah, like why do you have no pants on right now? What is it? Oh man. There's definitely a term for what I do because I I used to go to physical therapists because I have um uh scoliosis. And I didn't know I learned, you lived with that. You have, you I live with, with I'm like a hunchback really, over here. Yeah. yeah. So does Micah. Everything that happens to, she can probably hear me right now. Everything that happens to her health wise, she's like, I bet it's, oh my God, my door opened, but it's Luna coming in. Hi Luna. She's like, it's my scoliosis. It's, it's, it's related yeah. to my scoliosis. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I haven't seen a PT in ages. Cause like the, you know, I got the, like, you can go on now. It's not that bad. You don't have to come keep seeing me. Um, there she is. And, uh, so 
Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So in the morning, I'll do like, you know, it's like five minutes or something. Yep. And, and that's not all a I thrusting. do. Like, I'll also, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I yeah, some thrusting. Five minutes of thrusting. Um, and then <laughs> Just constant AMRAP. thrusting. AMRAP. Five minutes thrust. <laughs> with the guitar, too. You know, yeah. that's part of it. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish people could see you, Patrick. Um, <laughs> They're lucky they can't. So I do that, and then and then I'm thinking in my head, okay, that counts as like a few minutes towards ultimately what I want to be. You know, what do they say? Like you're supposed to get at least thirty minutes a day of active time or something yeah, like that. Minutes, so right? you know, I yeah. yep. I do walks and all that, and then in addition to that, like I'll, I aim for three days a week at least, where I'll get an intense half hour to an hour, you know, boxing workout or whatever it is. Um, but I guess my question is like. Does that kind of those is it is it worth trying to squeeze in little increments of working out throughout the day or is it better to try to like you know get the full dose and and um the full cardio and all of that in a session Yeah um so I think it's good to be able to do your 5 minutes like to start the day um kind of like what Patrick was saying, that's kind of like your isolated training, right? Your bodybuilding in the sense that you're going to do your planks. That's going to target some muscle groups, push-ups to target kind of like your arms, yeah. the thrusting to, you know, get better at those things. <laughs> Just feel but, better. Sexual acumen. Yeah. Um, but what I've kind of looked at uh, in the, in the research, believe it or not, is it is better to have some sort of set dedicated time where you are exercising yeah um because a lot of people will talk to me about like oh i have a really active job and so i don't necessarily need to um do exercise because i'm an electrician or i'm a plumber and all day long i'm walking i'm lifting things um and stuff and actually the research has shown that those types of jobs your construction workers your plumbers people who work super hard very physical jobs they still need that additional exercise on top of it Mm. just to maintain their range of motion um, they don't necessarily then need to do the same sort of things that we may have to do because we're right. sitting at our desk all day long, but they need that dedicated time. And so if, if you only have five minutes in the morning to do those isolated stuff, that's fine. It's just, I would say though, later on in the day, try to put something aside to get your cardio or your high interval um, intensity work. Cause it's, it's good for the most benefit. Like, again, if you're thinking about why you're doing, like if you're just doing the push-ups and the planks, just, just for the fun of it, <laughs> You know what the I mean? Like, are, are you trying to the, like the thrusts are for the sex? That's the <laughs> the yeah. thrusts are for the sex. That's clearly the, for a reason. The rest is just to maintain this figure, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the statuesque. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I, I know. I don't even like, know why, why I'm doing it. Just the fact, just you asking that. I love this because uh, focusing on the why. Like I've been doing that for a while, thinking like, all right, I'll just get a little bit in in the morning. Um, I don't even know why. Right. I mean, <laughs> but, you, you you want you got. With, with anything, right? Specifically with exercise, you want to know, why am I doing these 15 push-ups today? Because yeah. tomorrow am I going to do another 15? And in six months, am I going to continue to do 15 push-ups? Like, why? Yeah. I, I, I'm it, rethinking you know. my whole life now. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. This is philosophical, right? This is your... Yeah. I should just your, wake up and eat a bag of fucking Doritos and like... <laughs> <laughs> those those no pipes. It is yeah. it is funny though, like because because I, I do think many of us who find workouts that we that we're, get exercise into our life in a way that feels like it's more than just integrated for like maintenance, like yes. it becomes very special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Dennis, when you're talking about going into the garage for your workout time, like that, like that's like kind of sacred time for you to work 100%. on yourself and to be yes. happy and healthy. Yes. What like I've gone to a place now in our basement 
just because we've done so much work with it, you know, making it with the mats and everything and making it comfortable where like that is as me time as it gets. And if, and if, especially if I'm working out alone down there and I'll put a documentary on <laughs> and I will like get really, I always watch documentaries while I work out. I don't know it's why. Fucking I, like, weird. I love military history documentaries. It's very, I, get, I like get very excited. Uh, or I'll like, or I'll, I'll, I watch, you know, Manhunt Unabomber. Have you seen that on Netflix? No. I, I know. I don't know. It's what not. The fuck it's not very good, about. but it's about the Unabomber. And anyway, so you're I'll just like, like weightlifting as you're watching this. I and love I'm like, it. I'm like pretending I'm arguing with Ted Kaczynski, and I'm like, your argument sucks, you fucking luddite. I'm like thinking about you know what I would say to him in person. I'm, specifically, Manhunt Unabomber is a great documentary series to work out to. Um, but I, I, it's like I, I make it all. You know, uh, it's like I can be very selfish. I can just sit there and have like 40 minutes where I like I am not doing anything. And if if my work emails pinging, I'm like, this is my lunch break. And I blocked it on my calendar. I'm not going to respond to this because I want to find out how they actually apprehended the Unabomber. (laughs) I'm very (laughs) much curious about this. And do your kids leave you alone? during that no, time they, no they don't if, if that's if the thing i'm finding I'm is very out. hard yeah. so what we've done so yes that is hard and i will say what we've done is we've set up like a really nice play area for them next to the workout area but separated by like it's actually it's not really a wall yet it's slats it's going to be a wall at some point um but so they have like their stuff over there so they can still play and they yeah. can see us but uh, that, like that's what i have down here too but like yeah I'm doing push-ups and inevitably Luke's gonna jump on my back. He's on your back. You know? yeah. yeah, it's the extra yeah. weight though. You just gotta yeah, push through that extra. Oh, that actually happened in the middle of you know initially during all of this that we were doing a Zoom class and and the boxing instructor you know he was continuing to do them remotely, <laughs> and I was doing a plank, and like you're with the whole class doing it, and Luke of course did come down in that moment and just stayed on my back and yeah. I, and I was on camera so I had to like stay up the whole time. Um, but it was actually, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look at that jab. <laughs> I have to say the, the worst exercise for that is the deadlift. That is, that is the one where like, if the kids have, oh, and I'm not looking, cause it's like a lot of weight and, and we try that's to get dangerous this really quick. And I'm like that, that, that will kill somebody if they go. Over that freaking what about you, Dennis? Do you, do you just, uh, go in the garage and that's just off limits? Kids don't bother you. Um, so it's at night. So they're hopefully oh, right. they're not really sleeping. Um, they, I can hear them above me running around, but yeah, they're yeah, supposed yeah. to be in bed. Uh, on the weekends, sometimes uh, I'll ask Sarah if it would be a good time for me to to work out. And depending on the workout, right? So, yeah. St. Patrick, if I'm doing deadlifts or anything with the barbell, I tell the kids they can't necessarily come because I can't be watching them while <laughs> moving. Them. Yeah, right. I can hurt them. Yeah. But if I'm doing something where I'm doing like, you know, like jumping on a box or um, stuff with the dumbbells, like the snatches, I'm fine with them running around. And Emma really, really likes to be there. Um, she doesn't necessarily understand that I can't be doing her workout. I need yeah. to be doing mine. Yeah. Um, but we're getting there, right? I mean, she's five now. She's definitely understanding, understanding more. Um, yeah. I mean, well, that's actually it's... a question that I have for you. Well, go go fin- finish your point. Sorry. Oh no, just just more going back to um, it, it, it's interesting. I, I get a lot of kind of like 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 you said, right? We're we're people who kind of love to exercise. They kind of found like that's their me time, and they've kind of like put that put that aside. I try to try to get people to think about why they're doing exercise. Cause if they're just, if they hate exercise and they're just like, I have to do this, it's really trying to figure out like, like, why am I doing this? And, and what's going to, what am I going to do? That's going to make me, make, make me happy. Right. So my wife, Sarah is not a exercise lover in any sense of the word. We've, we've tried to figure out different ways for her. She loves to dance. So we tried the whole Zumba route um, and stuff like that. And we're still working on it. Right. She's just, it's not really into it. Yeah. It's not really giving her that like that that um, that fire. But um, you know, my kind of start to the fitness journey was that I um, 
I was in grad school, I was in PT school, and I had to lift some heavy, heavy patients. And being the pretty small, I weigh very little, I didn't ever want to be in a situation where I had a super heavy patient that I walked up to and I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to lift you off the, the chair, the bed or whatnot. So I need to start lifting weights and doing stuff. And then I also, when I was working with a coach, said to him, I want to train for anything and everything, just in case, you know, someone says to me, hey, Dennis, you want to play flag football? Do you want to um, go on this five, 5K <laughs> you run? You want to fill in for Rocky in the match yeah, right. tonight. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's, it's funny. Go ahead, go ahead. It, 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 it's funny in the sense that I started working out with this coach and I was loving it and I was doing the whole CrossFit thing. And then Johnny calls me and is like, we were doing this zombie run. This oh, was in yeah. like, oh, you did that. Yeah. That's right. 10 or something like that. And that was I was so like, long ago. I just, I remember telling, oh my God. I remember telling Sarah, like, I'm so happy that I'm working out regularly because I would have said to Johnny, no, I, I can't go out and run a 5K. Like, I'll, I'll die. <laughs> I'll, I'll get eaten by zombies. <laughs> we'll be actually undead, technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and yeah, he destroyed that, all of us. Like, you, you were the most fit one. So you were the one who was, like, had the insight, right, to know that, like, yes, I can do this because I've been working out. Whereas all the others were like, oh, it's a zombie run. You know, we had no business doing any fucking run, but we saw zombies and we're like, all right, that sounds fun. Um, fun. So... There was another. Oh yeah, no. Just the. I still love the visual of of you having to learn. I, I imagine in PT uh, education, it's the thing where you have to like learn how to pick up various size people, yes. um, and they just line them all up, and they're like, "All right, pick up, pick up, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now Susie. You know, it's like increasing weight as you go down the, the line. The guy at the end's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> struggling to pick up Jim. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? The nine hundred pound man. They just roll them in the building. That's terrible. Oh, God. Well, and I have a question, though. For, about, for about more this. of the pictures, our PT lab, where we did all of our, was in a dungeon, was in the basement of a building where we had a cadaver lab. We had actual dead bodies. <laughs> oh, shit. And so, that they electrocuted so people Jim, down there. Jim yeah. was and we one of them. People. Yeah, they were all just, just fucking dead. dead. <laughs> just keep them on ice. Keep. We'll, we'll use it. We'll use it. <laughs> I mean, they dedicated them, their body. Yeah. They donated their body to science. So. Science, yes. <laughs> they actually they electrocute them to bring them to life. You know, it's a Frankenstein uh, situation. So, so you were talking a little while ago, Dennis, about the kids, you know, getting involved, right? And and uh, and Jude, our eldest, like, is very much into it. And 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 I do work out with him sometimes, and he uses yeah. some of like Micah's like three pound weights and things like that. Mm -hmm. And he loves doing like bench press and things like that, right? Yeah. Uh, it, do you recommend that with younger kids? obviously supervised with a spotter and things like that. Is it safe for them to do stuff like that? Or do you, do you think resistance training is something that should wait a little while? As long as they're moving appropriately, it's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, um, it's, so because I've got kids and even though my kids are a lot younger, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in introducing them to some sort of like training. Um, not at this, at this age, but I'm just thinking about, you know, when they get into like that sports age, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a very healthy thing. Like there used to be this big, big misconception that they've now kind of debunked is that um, resistance training or weight training in young kids will stunt their growth. Huh. And it's fully not, fully not true. It sounds like um, garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It, doesn't that sound like garbage? Like you'll, you'll, they'll, they'll start strengthening muscles and now they'll stay at four, eight for the rest of their lives. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> they're too strong to grow. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's super healthy for their bones. It's super healthy for them as they're growing, right? So as their bones are growing, their muscles are getting stronger. It's it's very healthy for the kids. I just can't stress enough. You got to be moving correctly. Yeah. Um, and and there's you can see a lot on you know Instagram, YouTube. Um, a lot of it is free, and a lot of it is great content. But um, there's also just just not not good stuff <laughs> either. You have to be able to kind of safen through that. Yeah. What are what are some exercises that are commonly misperformed like what are some of the most frequently screwed up pelvic thrust movements? the pelvic thrust that john does the every thrust. for some fucking reason um I, the number one that comes to my mind are squats and deadlifts uh i think that um yeah people just they they're either too much on their on their toes um their knees track too too far forward um but as simple as uh, i treat people because they um they were even doing a simple thing like a, a bicep curl uh, too far forward where their shoulders are rounded. Mm. Um, so uh, there's a lot of exercises out there, even the very simple isolated stuff, but squat and deadlift are kind of like the, the, the two main ones. Can but I say, believe it or not, I watch people run incorrectly and we work on that too. I watch how, well, how, how do they screw that up? Like by their weight too far forward or something like, like what are they doing wrong? Runners? Yeah. Uh, a lot of things, right? Everything. So they can be overstriding where their, their foot is going way too far forward and they're almost right. like pulling their heel all the way. Doing like a heel um, strike. You ever seen those people who, when they run, they almost look like they're bouncing up and down? That's like John. Yeah. yeah. Just, I just <laughs> bounce. Like, yeah, he does like the frog thing. He gets down oh my low God. and he squats up. On and springs. Yeah. yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people like crisscross. There's a, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I took a whole course on, I, I had a walking course in PT school in, in, the, in the dungeon. Really? Where we, yes, we watched people walk uh, the whole, the your, dead your people. tests and your, um, <laughs> Dead comes alive. <laughs> <laughs> Who took Jim back? Um, yeah, we would just watch videos of people walking. We'd analyze it. Um, we'd be able to tell what what muscles are tight and what wow. are weak based off of how they walk. Um, and the same thing, I've taken continuing courses on on um, on running. Yeah, you, you. I mean, we laugh, but Joey brings this shit up all the time too. He's like, Pat, you got to pronate more when you're walking. I'm like, what? And he's like, look at your oh, shoes. Oh man. I'm like, oh my god, you're right. Like, I walk like a dumbass. Yeah. What yeah, else am I doing your wrong? Shoes. Yeah, you yeah. look at your shoes and really know kind of how you're you know, again, where you're striking and if there's possibly a muscle imbalance from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest takeaway, and I hope our our listeners, you know, those of you who are struggling to find a good um, workout or how to fit it in, it, it is back to that why. And also, um, you know, I've had this experience, which I've obviously um, pretty much documented through the course of this um, podcast of, of discovering boxing as a um, purely as a workout and, you know, not a calling or a career. <laughs> Um, but, slash home improvement um, slash home it's improvement also, tool yeah, that's right yeah. but like honestly you know finding something that um, you can be excited about you know that you enjoy doing I guess that's what it all comes down to and, and that has continued to be one for me um, and I have to believe that everybody has that thing in some way um, and just you know trying things out and uh, it's been really cool to hear Patrick you because again, the weightlifting thing is, is so foreign to me. I still have, you know, I still don't know half the things you were talking about, but I feel like I ought to try some of them just to see how it feels. Well, it's, it's funny. My, my buddy drew who, uh, has not been on the show yet, but he should come on. He's a running coach. He's just, just an incredible athlete. Um, you know, he, he used to be very, very overweight. Um, he, not very, I don't know why there's an extra very on that. You were never that heavy (laughs) drew, but you were, you were overweight. Um, you know, but he, he always like had, you know, he, when he was a kid, he played soccer when he was, he did cross country, you know, um, but he just was like heavier, you know, and his build is, is just sort of like mine. It's sort of heavier by default. Um, 
but he's very fast. You know, he runs like, you know, almost like four minute, 40 second miles. He's just super, super quick. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, you know, I, I want to go running with you, but like, I just don't like running long distances. I get super bored from it. And like, and then my shins hurt and I'm like, oh man, that wasn't really worth it. So I, for a long time, I kind of felt like inadequate in that way with him. Cause he's just like one of my best friends. And I, and I wanted to like be as active as he was, but I was just like not enjoying it. And he was like, I think you should just find out what you actually like mm. to do and just like do that. And so for me with weightlifting, it's something that I've always been kind of good at. Like even when I was in middle school, I used to go to the gym sometimes when my dad would be playing racquetball and go in the weight room. And, and like, I just, I just kind of got it. Um, and I was like, I think this is my, maybe something that I can have fun with. And, and it has been very genuinely fun for me because of the, it's very easy to like appreciate how much stronger you are because of the, you know, you have the weight to check what you can lift. Yeah. Yeah. And the recovery and, and feeling like you can do it. And the nutritional stuff is really interesting. But also for me, it's like the simple, like Dennis was saying earlier, like the day-to-day moments where you realize like, oh, I can do this. Like I, I, I like my, navigating my life is easier because I'm just like, I, not only because I'm stronger, but because I know how to use it properly. Mm-hmm. So a good example of this, like th- this is one of those moments where like all these workouts like feel extra worth it. We were helping my, uh, my parents, uh, Micah's side of the family move out of their house. They just sold their home um yeah this weekend and you know and there was a lot of heavy, like we got a generator and all this shit like very heavy stuff to to lift and move out and like not only was it not hard but there were a lot of things where people were like oh we're gonna have to like wait for like the movers to come and i was like oh, I, I can do it and i just like squatted low and i like lifted it up and i like put the fucking bed over my head and they're like wow you've been lifting a lot and i was like i know it's awesome isn't it that's and, like, so and I, cool. I wasn't sore the next day and i felt like and i just felt like i was able to help make that experience easier for them and also feel like I couldn't do that last year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those little moments every day, like like that, that to me is fun. And so I do run, I do cardio stuff, but I do it like the way I want to do it, which is like 15 minutes usually or maybe a 5K yeah. distance, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I go to the weightlifting and I read about it and I learn about it and I watch videos. Like the curl, Dennis, so this is something really interesting. Like nobody, I mean, nobody does an actual like isolated curl properly unless you've been taught how to do it. And this is something that I am like currently one of my goals this year specifically is to do curls properly like all the time because we always use we we don't isolate the bicep or the brachialis muscle. We use all these other things to stabilize and to kind of like fling it up. So even if we're not like overtly doing that, like we're using our chest or our shoulders to do it. Mm -hmm. But like. You know, and so so I used to be able to curl like all this weight, and I was like, "Why are people talking about curls being difficult?" And I realized it's because I'm using like nine muscles to do mm. it. So I've been standing, you know, we put mirrors down there, um, and I've been standing in front of the mirror and like locking my elbow where it needs to stay and keeping the weight as close to my chest as I can going up. And I I can barely do thirty pounds with that. It's like absolutely gut wrenchingly hard to do. And those moments where I'm like, you know what? I've learned how to be stronger now, and I'm not going to forget that. And then yeah. when you do other things too, you can be like, you know what? I know what that muscle feels like now. When I'm doing mm-hmm. a plank, for example, I'm like, you know what? I should be squeezing my ass harder. Like that's why this is getting harder. Should always you be squeezing your, your ass, ass harder in general, right? And you squeeze your ass harder, and you're like, oh, that actually isn't that hard anymore, right? So getting yeah. to know your body too is a big, for me, been a lot of the fun in this thing mm-hmm. too, you know? Yeah, and I, and I think too, do you know, like like wrap around with with the with the kids? I I want to teach the kids first of all not to be afraid of weight training, not to feel like once they go to any gym that they want to avoid the cardio machines or the the barbells, the dumbbells or anything like that so that they're introduced to those sorts of things. But there's also like a lot of really good lessons you get from um, from working out. As, as simple as, as yeah. that, right? You work hard, right? You start at 25 pounds 
and then you work at it for a few weeks. Now you're lifting 35 pounds. Like that's such an objective thing that you can teach a kid that like you put in hard work and these are the results you get out of it. Um, and there's a, there's a big humbling aspect to being in the weight room as well and, and working out right where like you can always make something harder. Um, you know, and, and, and kind of like that kind of life lesson as, as well. Mm. I mean, I, I feel that way about like sports in general, but because I'm not playing sports as much as I kind of just work out and do kind of like my high intensity workouts. Um, that's kind of my, now my sport. So being able to teach my kids that as well, um, you know, there's some life lessons in there. I love that. <clears throat> the humbling thing I really resonates as well. You know, uh, as we close out, just thinking about um, as men, we, uh, you know, it's often, it is, I can say for me, I started out saying this, it, it can be really intimidating going to a gym and seeing yeah. people who clearly look like they know what they're doing. Um, and you have to put yourself out there. You know, for me, it was, it was going to a class, right? I had never even gone to a class. It was a couple of years ago now. Um, and you know, we all go through that awkwardness of like learning how to do stuff, yep. but, but you know, that's ultimately, um, we're all there and everybody, no matter how much they can lift or, you know, how many, how hard their punch is. And I got a hard punch now, Patrick. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're punching toofs left and right. <laughs> um, there's clearly many, many more people who are better than you, faster than you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's like, where do you, where do you find joy in it? And, yeah. and how do you want to model it for your kids? And also, you know, the sort of um, tough part of all this too is like, <laughs> we're also doing this because we want to be around long enough to enjoy our kids and their kids and all of that. And, you know, that part certainly weighs on me um, as I think about my my body and how it's getting older and all of that. Um, so, you know, I hope that this is giving folks some inspiration and thinking about what they might want to focus on this year. Totally. And and it's and it's also I, I, I'll close out by saying something that I used to have a misconception about growing up was that the weight room was for like the jocks you know, or that the weight room was for like the people who knew what they were doing already. And they were like super ripped and big and like in that, you know, and I used to feel so embarrassed even thinking about like belonging. Like when I was that kid in middle school, you know, I would like wait till it was empty and then I would go use the bench press machine, you know, and I, I would be like yeah. super sheepish. And if somebody walked in, I would like pretend I like, you know, got lost or something. <laughs> and then you're you get, cleaning then the you, machine. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, sorry. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Um, and then you grow up and you realize that like the nerdiest fucking people in the world are the people in the weight room at the YMCA, like the, like <laughs> the, some of the like just nerdiest, most interesting, like humblest people are the people in the weight room. And like, basically nobody has an, e at least in my experience, like nobody has an ego. And when I, I haven't been to a gym now in a year, basically, but one of my favorite things was like that asking somebody who is clearly really buff and like knows what they're doing. And doing an exercise really well, like a deadlift, like something that's very technical like that. And that's really easy to fuck up and being like, hey, can you just like, can I just like watch you for a second? Can you, you know, and then can you just like tell me I'm just going to get a bar and can you just make sure I'm like putting my weight in the right place? And everybody's like, yeah, of course. Like let's, and then, they, and then you end up talking to them and like, and you make friends at the gym and then you see them the next time you go there and you're like, hey man, like, you know, you're, I can tell you're getting stronger. You're doing a really good job. And you know, for me lately, it's been my cousins, Joey and Miles, who are both jacked as fuck. Um, and have been helping me a lot on my fitness journey this whole time. And I, I specifically, when I was getting more seriously into this stuff a couple of years ago, was like, hey, like I, I recognize that like this is something I'm not as good at as you guys are. And if it's cool with you, if I can just like ask you a lot of stupid questions and like make a fool out of myself uh, and like basically just copy what you guys do to get started, like, <laughs> is that okay? And they were like, yeah, of course. And this entire time, I mean, to this day, it's one of the main things we talk about. Miles and I, we take pictures of our workout whiteboards like, you know, every other day and we send them and we're like, oh, cool. Like, did you try adding this or like, why don't you try doing, you know, graded steps or something? And 
like we learn from each other, you know, uh, and it's and it's just like it is a wonderfully humbling, eye-opening experience that like being muscular doesn't mean you have to be stupid, right? And that like and that being healthy, you know, mentally and emotionally is just as important as being healthy physically. And that like you can just be a person who navigates the world your own way without worrying about being a stereotype or something. So like, yeah, I I I find uh, fitness to be. Uh, an enormously rewarding thing in my life. And I, and it's one of the things I'm most grateful for in my mid thirties that I've gotten serious about because like, it's still early enough to have like really great lifelong habits being set. And uh, it's never too late, you know? Totally. Yeah. And the Dennis, huge benefit thank you of so learning, much, man. no problem. The huge benefit of asking someone for help, right? I mean, how often do you ask someone for help? Like you say like, yeah, you do this anything, right? You do this really, really well. Can I pick your brain? How many people actually don't want you to, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally huge, right. Huge, something just to, you know. I think you're right. And of. something that particularly, again, I'll say men um, have to yeah. work through, you know, we're right. not, <laughs> men historically or classically, I guess is a better way of saying it, um, you know, don't connect with each other in that way because I think there is the whole um, just unfortunate masculine, uh, the toxic masculinity that we all know of. So I really right. have enjoyed this conversation and, um, I'll enjoy continuing to suck at weightlifting, but um, picking Patrick and, and Dennis's brain more to learn more about it. Yeah, I pick his it. brain more than my <laughs> brain, but I will pick it too, Dennis. Thank you. All right. I'm going to go do some thrusts. Let's, let's get thrusting, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis, for coming on. This has been awesome, man. I can't wait till you come on again. Yeah, thanks again. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. And welcome to 2021, everybody. See you soon. Yay. Bye. Bye.